Red State DVD and Blu-ray pre-orders are available now at coopersdell.com. Get exclusive bundle packages featuring posters, soundtracks, t-shirts, signed scripts, wardrobe used in the film, and a chance to be a guest on air with Kevin Smith via Skype. Pre-order Red State DVD and Blu-ray exclusive bundles now at coopersdell.com. Smirch alert, smirch alert, motherfucker, smirch alert. Go to smodcast.com slash smerchandise to get your official Jay and Silent Bob iPhone 4 cases from Casemate. Choose from three different snoogerific designs. We got soft ones and hard ones. Hey, I'm talking about the cases, bitch. All emblazoned with your favorite Smodco icons, Jay and Silent Bob. Snag your iPhone 4 case for $39.99 and protect the precious smodcast.com slash smerchandise yo Canada Jay and Silent Bob are gonna be royally mounting you December 7th in Vancouver December 8th Edmonton December 9th Calgary December 10th Saskatoon and December 11th Winnipeg their comedic maple syrup's gonna be gushing all over your timbits. How's that for a visual, eh? Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live in the Great White North. Linky links to tickets at smodcast.com slash get old in Canada. Hey, Eldborg, Iceland. On November 11th, Kevin Smith will be inside you. Kev is bringing his famous Q&A to Eldborg Main Hall, talking movies, comics, sex, taking a shit, whatever you want to ask about. Hilarity will ensue. Kevin Smith, live at the Eldborg Main Hall in Eldborg, Iceland, on November 11th. Links to tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Yo, Philly, guess who's coming to the city of brotherly love? Hollywood motherfucking Babylon, bitch. Come get your celebrity news, rumors, and Liam Neeson's cock jokes at the World Cafe Live with Kevin and Ralph on Monday, October 17th. Top that steak sandwich with cheese whiz, showbiz, and comedy jizz. Mmm, tasty. Catch Hollywood Babylon at the World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on October 17th. Tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Kevin Smith is bringing his big bucket of wind Q&A show deep in the heart of Texas. September 27th at the Paramount Theater in Austin. Even better, they're going to be filming all you motherfuckers for a special presentation on Epics. Whether you want to know about Clerks, Red State, Hit Somebody, or Eating His Wife's Ass, don't miss Kevin Smith at the Paramount Theater in Austin on September 27th. Tickets on sale now at austintheater.org. Hey, Baston. Jay and Silent Bob are coming to raid your fridge, smoke your weed, and make you laugh hysterically while they do it. How do you like them apples? Friday, October 7th at the Wilbur Theater. Catch Jay and Silent Bob get old. Grab your tickets now by clicking on the link at csmod.com. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck.
Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. Yo, Red Bank, New Jersey. Jay and Silent Bob are gonna snooch to your motherfucking nooch. I don't even know what that means. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater on October 8th. Special guest, tell them Steve Day. Get your tickets at CountBasieTheater.org. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live at the Count Basie Theater, October 8th in Red Bank. Word. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast. Where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Going to New York Comic Con in October? Well, Jay and Silent Bob are giving you one more reason to fangasm. Uh, you might want to clean that up. Friday, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Catch a live performance of the popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Dust off that Batman costume that's three sizes too small. Or, fuck it, don't wear a costume. Just wear some type of clothing, because, you know, you don't want to get arrested. And get ready to enjoy a thick layer of gooey comedy jizz with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, live in New York. October 14th at the IGN Theater. Tickets on sale now. For more info, go to csmod.com. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? This is not bad. With Will Wilkins. And Trent Hunsaker. That's right. Trent Hunsaker is still standing out in the hall during that opening. Hey, everybody. My name is Will. My name is Trent. Very good. You're listening to another edition of NetHeads on Smodcast Internet Radio. <laughs> on Smodcast.com. Good enough. Well, hello, Trent. How the hell are you? Fantastic yourself. Oh boy, let me tell you something, son. I uh get I don't mean to uh talk a lot of TV. But I it's kind of it's it's the season. I have been watching the hell out of television. Now I am yeah. I gotta admit I'm a busy guy, but I take advantage of the Hulu Plus. Right. On the commuter train. 
and it's affordable too, right? I mean, it's not that much. Uh, nine ninety nine, twelve ninety nine a month, something like that. Something, yeah. I mean, it's not bad considering you know, as long as it's not a Fox, no, not Fox, CBS show, I can watch it, you know, online. So okay, so I'm able to get caught up on a lot of. I still haven't watched the Playboy Cub Club, but boy, I've been watching some TV. But that's not important right now. Okay. What is is the fact if you want to take part in the conversation, you can do so by throwing a hashtag netheads on the Twitter mm-hmm. if you want. Now, somebody brought up a good idea last week. I, like post-show they did, right? Yeah, post-show. They said, you know, you should have a separate uh, hashtag mm-hmm. for every single show so that way we know who's talking about what, mm-hmm. which is a great idea, but I'm I too lazy. It's a fantastic idea. It is, but I'm too lazy. So if people, But if people wanted to... They could throw in like NetHeads 14 because that's technically what what episode this is. Yes, we could do that. We could do hashtag NetHeads 14 if you wanted. I mean, we uh, we don't know if the technology's been invented to make that happen yet. Uh, it is. It's called our fingers in the keyboard. But that would right. re- that would require me to put up a new filter. Ugh, gosh, and and on TweetDeck, that's that's an act of God in and of itself. Is it actually? I just need one person, just one person, to hashtag NetHeads. And hashtag NetHeads14, and then I can click on it. That's super easy lazy. Well, no one's done it yet. Well, there you go. That's because we're not on the air. No, I'm kidding. We are. <laughs> or we aren't. Who knows? You could be listening to this as a podcast, and, and you're just like, ah, forget it. By the way, I felt kind of bad. Uh, last week, we, we dedicated the show to Tim Dahl. Yes. I don't think we said anything bad about him. No. That, we sympathized with him. That curtain rod is still crooked, by the way. Anyway, uh, <laughs> staring at it, aren't you? I am. It's just there. It tasks you me. Can, you know, you can get a level app for your phone. I have. I hung the goddamn thing with a level laser. So Ooh. the problem yeah. is, I think that Op- the operator the, error. No, I think the curtain rod is level and the room is crooked. Now that that could be the case. That, that could honestly be. could be the case. Yeah, it could be. It's not a straight. At which point, then I'm gonna. I mean, it just doesn't help. It makes my vertigo kick in, and I'm living. In, <laughs> I'm living in hell. I shouldn't laugh. I'm living in hell. It's my own personal hell. <laughs> so hashtag netheads fourteen now. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't say anything bad about Tim Dahl. We just said you know he he let us know what he thought of the show and we let him know what you yeah. know and, and, and it, we acknowledged it. And immediately after our show was over, and I don't think he had heard this yet, he's like, hey, you know what? I'll probably still listen. And I'm like, <laughs> well, don't that beat all. Well, well, he probably won't after the next show. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> there you are. Uh, so anyway, I, I had an interesting afternoon, and I, and I, uh, I, I tweeted about this. So I figure we shouldn't bury the lead, and we should just like go right into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but right before the show, that old nethead WW account tweeted, "Find out how the Walnut Creek Apple Store." became integral to uh, Smodcast going live today. Right. And I, I kind of wanted to share this story because, uh, I don't know, I had no real good reason. I just wanted That's to share the, it. Yeah, share it. <laughs> it's Will, you're in the driver's seat, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have a reason. We no. could talk about Yeah, any- I know, but things should be interesting for people to listen to because, like, for those of you who may be catching us live for the first time, I mean, it's... We didn't get here by our own merits. It's not like we were this great and amazing podcast and we were, we, we just had to be drafted by Sir. I mean, Sir came pounding on the door. No. The, the I, Sir Scouts have been, uh, yeah, you know. Not the case. 
we, we got the call from AAA to go up to the big leagues. Yeah, you know, I just <laughs> happened to be the network engineer of Sir, and you know, as a as a kind offering, Kevin's like, you want to go live? We did. So that's the end of that story. So <laughs> uh, when um when no one else is available, and uh, you need help. Sorry, I just uh, started to channel the the opening of the A team. <laughs> there, I, not that I was like, talking about it. I just like, just like when I said, you know, when no one else is, can help, and if you can find them, you need. Sorry, I just I am delirious. I don't know what the problem is. I can't get enough rest, so I can't focus. Ooh. Uh, so anyway, uh, today. Uh, when, when, when other well-trained individuals aren't available, the fallback is for me to get Smodcast live on the air. Right. Okay. Because it's Kevin and, and Scott live and they want to make sure it's happening right. So Kevin does his part and we do a countdown and it's, it's very red October-ish. I mean, like, you know, you'll be live on my mark. Mark. <laughs> Cause I don't know what you're supposed to say after you say you're live on my mark. Do you just say go at that point? Or I you, you, I, well, I think your mark is just anything the next thing that you say. Okay. It could be like, you know, Razzleberry. I, well, next time I'll use Razzleberry. <laughs> so we did this. But the, but the problem is that my um my daughter had a birthday party to go to today. Okay. You know, and this is her, her BFF from school. So this was a party she could not miss. And it was in a neighboring city. You know, the nearest Build-A-Bear is over in Walnut Creek. And that's where the party was. Oh, okay. And 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 my wife unfortunately fell ill, so I had to be the proxy. I had to be the the taxi. Let's get us there and and you know be the rock solid deliverer that kind of thing. <laughs> and and so I had to go. And I was looking at the clock, and I'm like, I just know it. I just know it's going to happen. And I'm going to have to get Smodcast on the air. Sure enough, you know, the bell rang, and it was time to go into action. So I dropped them off, and at one fifty five. I walk out of Build-A-Bear, and one block away is the Apple, the Walnut Creek Apple store. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> now mind you, I could do all this through my phone, but sure. I but I like to be able to utilize my phone as the method for instant messaging. So right, that way exactly. I can say you're yep. live. And in switching between the two, I was just too panicky. I had a bright idea. I'm like, you know what? All I need is a computer. I didn't bring a computer, but I know where they have a whole lot of them. <laughs> At the Walnut Creek Apple Store. Right. So I went walking in there, and actually there was kind of a funny moment because I'm I'm standing there and I am I'm doing my thing. I'm going to how I remotely get into all this stuff. And and I uh-huh. just get them on the air when one of the Apple techs come up and say, Hey, how's it going? Any questions? I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> and then he looked at the at the Mac, and of course he's seeing a different interface. He's like, Whoa, what's going on there? <laughs> And I'm like, you know, it's a funny story. Do you know who Kevin Smith is? He's like, yeah, I do. And at which point I'm like, yeah, really? Who is he? Just jerking around. <laughs> Prove it, dick. Yeah, and he's like, pretty much. You know, I, I'm the guy utilizing their stuff for free, and I'm calling him out. But anyway. <laughs> so he's like, oh, he's just a great writer, director, I mean, you know, actor, everything. I'm like, that's right. And then I said, well, you know what? Uh you can tell people today that uh, because of this 13-inch MacBook Pro, you were able to, uh, the Walnut Creek Apple Store was responsible for Smodcast uh, getting live on the air. And the guy's like, what, what? <laughs> 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 and uh, then I explained further. And uh, and he thought that was kind of cool. 
So right now, uh, the reason why I'm sounding a little distracted is because I am going to uh, hashtag it NetHeads and NetHeads14. Okay. I am going to send out the picture of the computer that was responsible today. The oh, Mac, fun. The pretty yeah. MacBook Pro. So if you go to this uh, computer, if you're in the Walnut Creek area, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and you go into the Walnut Creek Apple Store and you find this computer, <laughs> you can you can have a moment of greatness and you can say, this computer got smodcast on the air today. Forget the bozo that initiated. Forget that I was involved. That's what it was. Well, so, I, mean, I mean, That I was mean, a fun it, little adventure. It's just clicking a button. I'm sure it's that simple, Will. So, yeah, it, it was the computer that did it, not you. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just got this, that, and the other thing. It was the last one thing. But it was fun because I my whole point in designing the system was that it could be done by anyone, anywhere. That was the point. Right. And here yeah. I was, uh, you know, critical moment. I needed the machine. And sure enough, bada bing, bada boom, I'm in. Yeah. So, yeah, baby. Got that done. Made me want a MacBook again. Well, because you, I mean, you've, you've had MacBooks in the past and you like the interface. You like the software. You don't like the price. I don't, but you know, I, I came to a realization today, Trent. Okay. As I, as I sit here talking to you on an iBook G4. My, okay. My biggest complaint, my biggest gripe, my biggest bitch about the Apple has uh-huh. been the price. It's been the price point. You know, it's like, well, I can get a comparable machine. Uh, you know, of speed and everything else, far less right. for a PC. Right. Why are they charging so much? But yep. as I talk to you on an iBook G4, that is, I'm guessing at this point, a decade old. Yeah, if it not would be. Just shy of it. Maybe, maybe not a decade, but it's pretty far. I mean, this was an yeah. old beater computer. It, like, it, we'll say it's at least eight years old because I don't remember and I don't care to go into it anymore. <laughs> Their hardware lasts. You know, yeah. granted, I can't go higher than the operating system it's in, but it lasts. And if right. if I were to buy a new one now, I'm going to be on the same software for quite some time. I mean, right. I mean, I'll be able to go into the newer operating systems. There's not going to be massive uh, leaps and bounds. No, uh-uh. from from where it's at now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Router Ninja just said I give it a week before we have a shrine of tasty cakes, weed, and hockey jerseys around it, meaning that. <laughs> That one particular MacBook Pro at the Walnut Creek. And I, you know, the funny thing is I was so in the zone, I didn't even notice the darn thing had speakers on it before. I'm like, wow, those are some nice speakers when I went back to take the picture later. Well, uh, they're both speakers, aren't they? They've got hooked up there. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing too is I needed to, I also need, I didn't have headphones and, and being in the position I was, I need to listen to know when they're getting off the air to get them off the air. (laughs) So I also had to buy a pair of uh, $40 headphones, which leads me to my next topic. Okay. Uh, if you're an iPhone user, one of the, one of the big things is, uh, the original headphones that come with any, uh, Apple product, uh, whether it's the iPhone, the, the iPod touch or any of the iPods, Mm -hmm. their earbuds are phenomenally, uh, sucky. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. They, they have a design that's, that's okay to put in your ear for a heartbeat. Uh, but if they're in there for more than 10 minutes, they hurt. Ugh, yeah. yeah. Or, or if you're doing anything active, they just fall out. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of people have gone to the noise isolating style ones, your, right. your skull candy, you know, yep. uh, your, your V modas, uh, your, your Bose headphones, mm-hmm. not noise canceling, just noise isolating, meaning they put a little thing in your ear, 
much in the same way those expandable earplugs fill your ear. Yep, exactly. The, the little mm-hmm. thingies on them will, will occupy most of the space, so that way you're just hearing the music in, from your uh, headphones. Right. I picked up a pair today that turns out they're new. Uh, I And they are, oh gosh, how can I already forget the name? Well, I, now I feel well, stupid. Well, I don't know. Do you have the package there? Ultimate Ears, that's the name of them. Okay. Okay, And but this was a, like a cost-entry point pair of Ultimate Ears. And the nice thing is they've got the volume controls, the pause button, and the uh, the inline microphone for like iPhone users. And iTouch, you know, you could record a memo or FaceTime with somebody or whatever on the newer ones. And I got to tell you something. I have had uh, $69 headphones. I've had $129 headphones. These uh-huh. things sound just as good as any of the pairs I've had before. Really? At, at a fraction of the cost. And they had them at the Apple Store. Yeah, they had them right there. So it's huh. Ultimate Ears by Logitech. So I think they licensed the name or something. Oh, okay. Sure. Because like the real Ultimate Ears are hundreds of dollar custom molded headphones that fit in your ear that performers use on stage to monitor themselves, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, they're great headphones. Uh, but I, I find it hard to believe that they're, you know, manufactured by Logitech. Yeah. Same guys I... that make my Harmony remote? No. <laughs> But they are really good. But I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to screw up headphones. I just think, and and for somebody like me, I do have a certain percentage of, of hearing loss. So, you know, I'm not, I, I am an audiophile, but I'm not a big one. Right. You know, I mean, there's a certain threshold where I'm just not going to hear anything better. Right. Yeah. But have you, have you put on any of the Beats headphones? No, because their price points just scare the piss out of me. Oh, man. If you ever get the chance and you see the demo set up everywhere. They're awesome. They're really, I mean, they're, I, I would put it if at par, if not better than Bose headphones. Is that so? But, you, but you're right, man. They're, they're just so ridiculously priced. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, it's, you know what? Well, but that's because they're, 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 they're Dr. Dre, my friend. I was going to say, yeah, they're made by doctors. What do you expect? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice one. They're made by doctors. Doctor <laughs> tested. Really? Doctor who? No, not Doctor Who, Doctor Dre. <laughs> Speaking of Doctor Who, my friend, do we get to talk, we get to talk about Community yet and, and the Doctor Who tie-in? Okay, yeah, that's a hold can on. We, can we, can we, because I, I mean, as soon as I saw that man, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. That was very funny. So, uh, I guess we'll transition into TV. We're just, it's Captain <laughs> Non Sequitur Hour, but it's not really. We kind of tied it in. I did with my little comment there. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Who. No, not Doctor Who. So it, it all, it, if I weren't oddly talking about it right now, it would be flowing. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a paradox that we create for ourselves. Yeah. So with that said, um, <laughs> this past week's episode of Community, the show was back. Okay. And, you know, the big cliffhanger that was on Community, you know, what's going to happen to the group now that Pierce says he doesn't want to be involved. Right. And, you know, the, the nice thing is apparently while during the big summer break, Piers actually got some type of enlightenment. <laughs> and so he's not quite the evil dick he was last season. Right. And 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 the other big thing is that uh, Abed, who, you know, there's a weird awesome thing that's been going on with uh, Community and with Cougar Town. Right. Uh, there was in the uh, My Dinner with Andre birthday episode of Abed's recreation whole thing you know they they the gang was dressed like pulp fiction and for some right. reason Abed wanted to recreate my dinner with Andre with Jeff and uh, and so 
they uh he references this whole thing about being on the set of Cougar Town as an extra in the background. And then in an episode of Cougar Town, he really yep. was an extra in the background. Just sitting in the background. Yeah. It, oddly drawing attention to himself in weird ways i mean it was perfect and plus you know uh, two people from cougar town uh uh busy phillips and uh the kid that plays courtney cox's son i still can't remember his name you know they were for a, a just a flash second they were in the fu- the season finale of community you know like uh-huh. uh, during the big reveal when it turns out that you know pierce helped the co- uh, college win right to help ruin the other community college it quickly cuts to them just cheering and then gone so right. there's this weird love love relationship going on between the two shows. Of course, it's probably just as simple as they shoot on the same lots. Yeah. But but uh, there are different uh networks though, right? Yes, they are. ABC versus NBC. Yeah, see that's that's the thing that really kind of perks Myers up is is that they're getting that uh kind of that crossover there. Well, like I said, when they shoot on the same lots, it makes it really easy, you know. They could right. slip here, slip there and they're done. No big deal. Don't have to worry about agents and contracts. It's just a bunch of wacky actors having a good time. <laughs> oh, those wacky actors. They're at it again. So so in the opening of, of Community, which is a show you and I love, although I will say I think last year, in my opinion, they lost their way some somewhat. Yes. Okay. They they did stray. They got a little too meta, maybe. I'm Yes. And once I learn what meta really is, I'll I'll know if I'm right or not. <laughs> but you know they I, they lost some of the charm of the first season in trying to build on what people loved out of the first season probably a right. little too much it, yes exactly they they kind of fell into this uh instead of driving the story it was just what, what can we be campy with next yeah exactly so so there was this thing though in the very opening where abed goes into a panic because he learns that cougar town has been Set for a mid-season status for returning, <laughs> and he's in yes. a panic. And so the the gang tries to uh, give him stuff to watch. Well, and I think Britta first gives him the British version that, of the show that Cougar Town was based on, which yes. is just a wink, wink, nod, nod. Didn't really happen. And in typical right. British show fashion, it only had six episodes. Uh huh. At which and it was never renewed again. And Abed, of course, once again goes into a panic. <laughs> so then was it Britta that came along with another show or was it the other girl at that point? No, I think it was Britta still. Yeah, that came Britta comes back one. with uh, the show. It's been around since 1962 and then it, you know, it's a funky, o- funky <laughs> opening and then it's Inspector <laughs> Space Time, which is just an obvious Doctor Who nod. And, you know, you've got the, the doctor in his outfit and he's got a companion. It's a it's a red or pardon me, Inspector, not Doctor. It's a red foam uh, phone box instead of the blue police blue box. Uh-huh. And then, you know, within moments, there are robots very Dalek-like that come along. And and just fans are all just <laughs> giddy about this. It's 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 much ado in the Doctor Who community, from oh, what I, I understand. I mean, I, I don't know for fact, because you know, I don't hang out with those people. I don't know. Why would I care? I was I was I was beside myself laughing. I really was. It was really now for you as a non-Hoovian, you're right. not you're neither a Hoovian nor a Nuvian. N- neither, no. Yeah. So as such, what did what what did you think of it when oh. you the moment you saw it, you must have thought, oh, that Wilkins, he's just cracking himself up right now. 
that's exactly what I thought. But I thought they, <laughs> they they did it well enough, though, that even people who aren't familiar with the show know exactly what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They gave so, it enough of a nod where they could be like, oh, they're, yeah. they're making fun of that Doctor Who show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, when I when I, in fact, I think as soon as I saw it, I, I sent you a text that just said Dr. Time and no, no, uh, Inspector, Inspector Space Time, Space Time. And that was it. Yeah. And I just uh, that was just it was a nice. I mean, honestly, though, the 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 new season of Community. By the way, I'm working on a new thing where I stammer a lot. I hope it's coming through well. <laughs> where you stammer a lot? Oh, my God. You're have, working too, stammer? Have you heard me in the past 30 <laughs> minutes? My Lord. I really think we're bordering on needing a speech therapist to come in. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I would welcome a speech therapist on the program anytime. As long as you keep saying program, we don't need one. That's my opinion. <laughs> uh, what I was trying to say before I stumbled over my own teeth was that I found that the season opener of Community was actually really good. Like, even the point where they opened up with what seemed like an overly heightened sense of campiness again. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And instantly, though, it was dialed back into it's all just a little fantasy that's playing out in Jeff Winger's head because Pierce yep. isn't there. Yep, exactly. And and so that was a that was a nice moment. It really was. And then the yeah. rest of the show I thought flowed pretty well as well. It did, it did. Of of the lineup on NBC that night, I do think, however, it fell the flattest um of the regular, minus the Whitney debacle. Oh, dude, I was about to say, how can you oh. be saying that when when we witnessed the uh you, you know, there's this thing that I've noticed with NBC. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily with any other network. Uh, but I like to call it the suckometer. Okay. And <laughs> okay. the re- okay. way you know a show is going to be high on the suckometer <laughs> is because it is the one that it pushes heavily the yes. entire summer season. Yep. In the past, it was the Mike O'Malley show. Don't even remember it anymore. It was Suddenly Susan. Ah, yeah. Uh huh. And I'm sure there are many others. And this past summer, the one that they were heavily pushing was Whitney. Yeah. Like, almost like you think that they are hanging the success of the network on it. Right. Let's never, let's not forget that one of their, uh, critical shows to the Thursday night lineup, their, uh, their tentpole, if you will, for it, The Office has gone through a major cast change Mm -hmm. and has to rebound from that. Let's ignore all that. Well, yeah, you'd think that that's the one you want to be, you know, keeping your your uh, your listeners or at least your viewers to. And I guess this is this is the same way that you know. And I know we've talked about it before. DC does a reboot. You know what I mean? People always feel, oh, well, that's been going for so long. I I I want to start from the beginning on something. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that's why they 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 do that and they push it so hard that way. Yeah, I don't know, but man, I oh, buddy, I was I was really worried, my the friend. First the first time that the the laughs that which I thought was a laugh track, and then they you know quickly tell you that it's stu- filmed in front of a live studio audience, mm-hmm. it was so over the top. I thought it was a joke. Yeah, it, like they I, were just and yeah. you know the thing too. I, I hate to say this because when it comes to the Comedy Central roast, Whitney Cummings has been very funny. Oh I yeah, mean, she's, she's great. So so much so to the point where I was really kind of rooting for this show. As was I, but. I mean, the way the first five minutes played out, aside from them being all cutesy getting ready, which is something we've seen the entire summer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Okay, we've seen that the entire summer. Then when it goes into them finally having dialogue for us to follow, it Ugh. is literally like it's a parody of a sitcom playing. Like, right down to the way the boyfriend delivers his lines and the timing that he delivers his lines. I was just <laughs> like, yeah, wow. Man. Yeah. Wow. It was, like, it was it was taking a step into, like, you know, standard sitcom from 1985. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, it was so bad. But And it's funny, though, because um, the, the, the show that she's producing is actually getting great reviews. Yeah, two broke two chicks. Two broke girls. Two broke girls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I I actually have to say that uh, I watched that too. Uh-huh. I get welcome to TV Talk with Trent and Will. <laughs> we um I've seen it, you've seen it, and it was actually it was pretty good. It, it too kind of fell into it wasn't so like uh, solidly grounded in the world of of sitcom creation. Right. I mean, it was following more of its own uh, formula, which was just beat, beat, joke, beat, beat, joke, beat, beat, joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, it seemed like it kept just putting up situations where it could keep throwing zingers at us. Right. Uh huh. But it, it didn't feel as heavily sitcommed as Whitney did. Oh, yeah. But you know, the, the entire tale is not told until we're at least three in. Right, exactly. So, you know, maybe Two Broke Girls was funny for the pilot, but played out, not so much. Although they yeah. do have an interesting little concept going, which will be nice to see it play out over time, which is, you know, the whole thing apparently is that the one girl who isn't the daughter of the Bernie Madoff-like guy right, is a really good baker. And the Bernie Madoff daughter, pardon me, Bernie Madoff-like daughter, uh, you know, has the brilliant idea for $250,000, we can start our own shop and sell your cupcakes and we'll make money. So at the very end of the episode, it shows their pooled funds together. And so, you right. know, seeing how that might graduate from episode to episode would be funny. Uh huh. So that would be, and I, have you seen it? I spoke no, for you. I, no, I, I saw it. No, I, I haven't seen it yet. So oh, okay. it's, it's, it's on the DVR. Like you said, man, this week has just been tons and tons and tons of television. Just bam, all right up front. I haven't uh, watched Dexter yet either. Oh my God! Dexter came back too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wait, see. No, I'm wait, still. Wait, is today the ninth? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. So tonight will be the second episode. Oh man. See, because I'm. I don't mind that so much. I like those oh, getting kind of. No, no, never mind. I'm off. I'm off. October second. Never mind. Okay, good. Because like right now, like I've let om- If it hasn't already finished, I've let almost all of weeds build up. You okay. know, so I could watch it. And I got to say something. I was very critical of the first episode of the new season. Uh-huh. But it quickly, over the next series of episodes, redeemed itself for me. After it got them out of the absurd world of Amsterdam, I found right. the show having a nice uh, quaintness to it again, to where it was yeah. almost tolerable. Uh-huh. Because they quickly unloaded the the explosive devices and moved on. So it was interesting. And, and I can't wait to finish it, but, you know, I got I got to pick my time well. You know, <laughs> Showtime should make it just as easy as HBO does with their HBO Go the app. HBO Go, yep. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that you. That app is insane. If you have a mobile device, folks, and you have HBO, and you're like, oh, I just wish I could get caught up on my shows, mm-hmm. you know, because you're sad and pathetic like I am, <laughs> HBO Go is great. Like, I haven't even bothered watching True Blood. Let the season play out, and then I'll watch yep. it all at once. 
Yep, and in it, and it's great on all platforms as well. They've done a really, really good job in in just making the app. Hulu Plus should take a note from that because that's one thing I got to tell you. On the uh, iPad and on the iPhone, the app is frustrating. Yeah, sometimes it will lose your place. Oh, uh, really? You know, there'll be audio dropouts, and part of it is because you know I'm watching on a mobile connection, but right. I still have the same experiences even when I'm watching at home. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because there are some things I, I won't bother DVRing, for example, like uh, what's that one that comes on after Up All Night? Free Agents. Oh, okay. I haven't even bothered setting that one up because it's like, well, it's on the Hulu Plus. Why Why should I? Yeah. yeah. I got to put up with 30 seconds of commercials. I can deal with that. Right. Um. So certain shows I just won't even try DVRing. And I'll just go to Hulu Plus, especially since I can, like I said, watch them on the train. As right. long as it comes in under an hour and I'm not going to have a whole lot of buffering issues, <laughs> I can watch that thing. You know, granted, it's not like I'm going to be trying to watch True Blood on a commuter train. That'd be a little <laughs> awkward. When someone looks over your shoulder like, what in the hell? Yeah. The 54-year-old <laughs> stenographer going to, you know, the Supreme Court or the whatever it is we have. Yeah, Supreme Court in San Francisco. It's like, hey, Look what Eric's doing here, huh? Woohoo! A little racy for t- for uh, the train, isn't it? I should be ashamed of myself, shouldn't I? Oh, pull my maybe, pants up. Sure, go ahead. Maybe not for like a, a New Jersey or New York train. I would, but know. definitely for a California train. Yeah, not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. <laughs> but man, I have been watching the hell out of. I actually I saw the season opener of Biggest Loser because. I'm a sucker for that show. And you sure. know, it, it, sure. it speaks to you and I right now. We're, we're oh, doing yeah. our weight yeah. loss competition. You, uh, is this where we do an update? No, not at all. So okay. let's see now. <laughs> what have we got going on? So Monday night, I watched the entire thing. Okay. Uh, you know, including we, I had to watch the two and a half men just to oh, see okay. if my let's, theory okay. was right. Was okay. It? So I, I meant, I meant to put that on my DVR, but all I saw was what came after. Was it modern family? Wrong network, uh, dude. Uh, it, uh, two, broke chi- two Bruck Chicks comes on after Two and a Half Men. But what came on right before? How I Met Your Mother. Okay, so yeah. So what I saw was the, the you know the four-minute overlap from uh, my DVR on right. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, so you saw the beginning of the funeral. Yes. Yeah, and like I said, just like I had, had, had heard about, you know, they do describe his death as being, you know, a big meat balloon exploding. And, and, right. and it, and it does appear that Ashton Kutcher is not him with heavy cosmetic surgery, much as I hypothesized last week. Right, <laughs> right. That wasn't the case, but God wouldn't have been great if it was. If oh, it had been yeah, that absurd. Yeah. But they did do one smart thing. Okay. They did one great, brilliant thing. It was what I thought it was. Uh, Charlie did leave the house to his brother who couldn't afford to pay for it because it's got three mortgages on it. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Okay. And, uh, and, you know, it just so happens that Ash, they show people, prospective people for buying the house come in and out. One of them was, uh, that good looking Greek guy. What's his name? John Stamos. <laughs> He's one of them that comes in to look. And then the, another great cameo because, uh, Chuck Lorre is the, you know, the producer of the show. Right. The right. Creator or whatever. Uh, one of the shows, as you mentioned last week, Dharma and Greg was one of the ones he created. Yes. One of the couples that came to look at the house? Dharma and Shut Greg. Up. No, no shit. I kid you not. <laughs> so they were one of the people that came looking. So, but you know, apparently none of them. And, uh, John Cryer's character is talking to the urn that Charlie's ashes are in. 
And as he goes to get up, because he decides, you know what? I, I know. I'll just pour you in the ocean right now. And he gets up, and then there is a soaking Ashton Kutcher at the back door. Who it turns out he's an internet billionaire whose uh, girlfriend or fiance just broke up with him. And he was trying to drown himself. But he couldn't because he got too cold. What? Yeah. So then after Alan takes him in, takes him to a bar, and they end up like picking up some women because he's like, you got to get back in the saddle or whatever he says. I don't know. It's drivel. You know, he bring <laughs> the girl, the girls come back and, you know, of course, both of them go upstairs with Ashton Kutcher because sure. he's, he's the Kutch. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the Applusk. That's, yeah. He's the Applusk. <laughs> he's the Applusk. So, you know, and then he comes back down. He's like, Oh, I want to buy your house. And then it says to be continued, which is genius because that show will never have had higher ratings than it did last Monday night. Never. Right. It's true. Yeah. It's and, true. And they did the one thing that they had to do because one of the things I was going to tweet without even seeing the episode on Monday night was I want to congratulate two and a half men early for their incredible ratings peak this week and their incredible ratings drop next week. Yeah. But now it may not be so much because yep. people will be like, yep. oh, well, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Pull them through. <laughs> which 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 this show in particular has been one that is isn't uh continuity based in that you can watch one episode and have no prior knowledge of what's going on somewhat yeah aside from you know pulling in uh, some characters and, and some love interests along the way it is you know th things are usually resolved within the the episode i got to i got to see what <laughs> one of the people posted something and unfortunately i missed it on the uh, on the uh, thread there i don't know if they did it in netheads or netheads w or netheads 14 uh and i wish i could see the rest of it it may have been fat man who said it uh, he said like uh, us talking about Doctor on the show is like the apocalypse. Uh, it's inevitable or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Doctor Who talk on NetHeads is like the apocalypse. It's coming. You just don't know when. There you go. We'll get there. So Monday night was all those things. It was How I Met Your Mother. It was uh, Two and a Half Men and Two Broke Chicks. Yep. So or girls or whatever. I whatever. I don't mean I'm not saying I call women chicks in my regular life. Those dames. Yeah. See. Yeah. We're going to we're going to go down to the sock hop. Maybe pick up a couple of broads. Those two broke skirts is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> um, and I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why I can't get the show, <laughs> show name right. But so there was that. And then Tuesday night, of course, was Sons of Anarchy. Right. It's on Tuesday. Yeah. No, yes, yeah, Tuesday, because that's when I it was bowling. And Tuesday night was Biggest Loser and and Sons of Anarchy for me. Yeah. And Biggest mm -hmm. Loser, you know, it's just, oh, they've got Anna Kornikova as a trainer, whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. That, she, that, might, get, that might get me to tune in. Maybe. Could. She's, 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 was she sweating with them? Nah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I got to admit I wasn't that into it. Whatever. Okay. Because the show is not really good until they get a few episodes in when you start yeah. seeing these big people get smaller. Right. Because then it's like, wow, look at that. The, except my my least favorite part of the show is when they start getting to my weight and then lower. Because <laughs> you're like, holy shit, I, I actually have grounds to be on that show. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Actually, though, the nice thing is it's not until like the last four weeks they get to that point. So it's like, right, right. Like right now, I should be like, I've got eight more weeks before they catch me. So I got to work harder. <laughs> but no, uh, but Sons of Anarchy, man. So what? Oh. How many episodes are we in now? We're three episodes oh. in, right? Yeah. Whoa. Four. Whoa. Yeah, three. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
What? This show is just getting so heavy. This this past week, and I'm sorry to spoil it for anybody that's like putting it off, but you know, if you're listening to the show, hopefully you're watching Sons of Anarchy in real time. Don't let that oh, one bank up. Man. No, no, that's one. That's one you can't miss. You yeah. just got to be on it. There was a lot of messed up stuff in the in the premiere because, and it was a throwaway line where we find out that you know some of the throwback from last season was that the Russians tried to get Jax killed in jail. Yes, and mm-hmm. the Suns retaliated in that episode. We're not going to say how. We're just going to say they retaliated. Yes, we may have discussed it in past episodes. You may not have heard them. Who cares? We're not going to discuss how. And then it turns out in the next episode, we find out that they're getting into bed with the cartel because it was the cartel mm-hmm. that helped kept them, keep them safe in jail. Yep. And now the cartel is going to buy their guns, mm-hmm. but the cartel wants them. And it's a, is it a Spanish cartel? What do you say? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Me- it's Mexican cartel. Okay. It's a Mexican cartel. And you yeah. know, it's like they'll, we'll buy your guns, but you also need to run our drugs for us. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. sell them, mind you. They're not selling the drugs. They're just getting them from point A to point B. Right. And this last week was the whole thing about we got to get the club in line for that. The yep. club's got to be ready. Plus, with a little side note of somebody else stealing stealing some of their guns. Right. So, oh, which was great. It played out really, really well. It was, it was yeah. a great episode. Just, just amazing. And but there were also some really, some really um, key points in that episode. Like I have a funny feeling that this woman that runs drugs in their neighborhood. Or oh, sells yeah. drugs in yep. their neighborhood. Yeah. And her sons, they're going to somehow come back up again later. Oh, ab- absolutely. Especially with just the way the, uh, the really big prospect, um, kind of at the, the very last scene, he's walking down and he has the, they zoom in close on his face with the face of one of the other. Um, and it was, it's just one of those scenes, one of those like frames where like, there was no reason to do it unless we need to specifically remember that character. Yeah. So that's going to come back. Yeah. And, and, oh, absolutely. and I just know that their characters will return. Um, so there was that. And the other thing too was just in the very final moments where Gemma's confronting Clay, like, what's this uh, talk about guns? And he just grabs her by the hair, pins her back and says, you don't tell me what goes on in this club. Oh, yeah, man. And it's like, because, because, yeah, the sons of never have, have always been against drugs. In fact, they, they, uh, kicked out Darby, um, and, and ruined his whole thing for, for cooking meth. Yeah, exactly, because they don't want drugs in. But that's the point, though. They're justifying. Well, they're trying to do a few things. They're trying to hit big. They're trying to get big money right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, the drugs aren't in charming. You know, they're just running them right. from point A to point B outside of their scope. As and I think one of the agreements is the cartel will also keep the drugs out of charming. But, right. but I mean, there's so much that's going on and there's still like, yeah. there was throwback from the Russians and they get their ammo from the Native Americans and now they're setting up possibly bad blood with the Native. There is just so much going on yeah. at once. It's like a tsunami of criminal activity that could really kick back hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, that, but at the same time, it's, it's still a lot different from last season in that it's all kind of driving in the same direction though. Yeah. Everything is I, focused. I, I, Exactly. Yeah. No. And, and for, for me as a, as a motorcyclist, every episode has had a motorcycle chase scene and it's been so awesome. It has been so awesome to see that. Um, and, and not like, uh, like, uh, gosh, I don't know, something that's campy or something that's like, Oh, when's it going to come this time? No, it just, it makes total sense. They get on their bikes, they chase someone down. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah. Which, which really the show needed. It really needed a nice refocus. Let's, 
Let's dial it back in. Let's make sure everything's on the same page and it's a lot easier to track. And, and plus you have the whole uh, dilemma that's been building up with, um, uh, the letters from last season written, uh, written Uh by, uh, John Teller, Mm -hmm. um, to his, uh, his chippy in, uh, Scotland or Mm -hmm. wherever. I'm horrible. The Irish, where are they? Ireland. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) In Ireland. Okay. You know, uh, she sent the letters back for Jax to read. And, you know, there's right. all kinds of trouble in those letters. Just all kinds. Yeah. Just nobody. And, and, and here Jax's fiance has them. Gemma knows she has them. Mm-hmm. And, he, and she's gone ahead and made a copy of them that she's also now stashed in the, uh, in the storage space, which is a great callback to the first season. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because the man, you know, Jax found John Teller, his dad's manuscript. Which was kind of a way to, for the, the voice of the dead father to come into the story, a la, you know, uh, Macbeth style. Right. Um, no, Hamlet style, pardon me. I'm, right. I'm not drunk, I'm just stupid. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, wow. That's, and, and, that and, is genius. <laughs> and so now, once again, the, the, this ticking time bomb is in the storage space. And it's kind of yeah. like, well, is Jack's gonna find him? Huh? Because right now, Jax is really focused about making some serious coin and getting out of the club. Yeah, just being done with it. And so he can, you know, not put his kids what he went through. Yeah, and there's even a little conflict now that that Clay has already set up between he and Jax. Like, there wasn't some already. Right. Because one of the things Jax said is, I'll I'll get your back on this drug stuff, Clay. But, you know, once we're straight and I got the coin, I'm out. And and Mm -hmm. Opie replaces you. Right. And, uh, you know, Clay is telling something else to somebody else. Yeah. Like when I'm gone, the gavel's yours. So, whoo-wee. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, uh, I'm excited. This, this is very reminiscent of the second season for me. Yeah. And my whole thing about the drug cartel thing that I, that I don't, that I think is very short sighted about this mm-hmm. is that it's very clear that the cartel is way more powerful than the Suns. Oh yeah, which yeah, means and, and, you know they've got and they you, say that too. Yeah, you, they've got you doing these little things now. Yeah, but like later on, if they're that powerful, how do you tell them our business is done? Yeah. So yeah. this is well, this is setting up big trouble for the Suns. Big and, trouble. And uh, we we haven't even mentioned the best part of the cartel. Yeah. Who's the boss? Oh. <laughs> Senor Treo in the house, y'all. Man, Danny Trejo as the the cartel boss is genius. It's perfect. So genius. It yes. is just perfect casting. <laughs> it is just great. Yeah, it's he's he's oh man, it's yeah. That's it, all I can say. But is, out of the yeah. last episode of Sons of Anarchy, we learned one very valuable thing, okay? Never ever ever mess with the Native Americans unless you want Ooh. to be buried in the ground with ants just crawling all over you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That gave me the heebie-jeebies. That, that makes me feel bad. I he had at least three more days of suffering. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, oh my god, a hardcore there, buddy. Wow. Yeah, that's that's something that's messed up, huh? Woo. Yes. Now Wednesday yep. night on television, what is uh-huh. there? What is there? You got the Modern Family. You got the Middle yeah. on ABC, and they also premiered their new show, Revenge. Haven't seen it yet. I got to wait for a little more Hulu time on that one. Oh, Monday night also Castle returned, which in a really cool way. I like that show. It's oh, pre- that's that's the one with Nathan Fillion. Right? Yeah, it's a procedural, so it's good. Okay, I okay. like it. It's it's just it's good clean entertainment, folks. That's all right. I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So Wednesday night, you've got 
those shows on ABC. I have no mm-hmm. idea what's on CBS. I hardly ever watch them. I, maybe right. that new show, uh, no, that was Thursday night with the uh, person of interest. Uh, that one's still oh, on right. the DVR. haven't seen that. And then uh-huh. you've got the new Christina Applegate and Will Arnett vehicle up all night. Right. Which we talked about last week. You know, as a parent, uh-huh. I can relate to it. I think it's funny. Yeah. And on um, after that is the one that I'm just watching on Hulu, which is Free Agents. Oh, okay. Which, you know, I think has the worst title given the subject matter. Because it's really about the dynamics of a divorced father uh, trying to cope with uh, his new life. And a woman who who lost her fiancé trying to cope with her new wife. And the very first episode, the pilot, is the beginning of them. It's them hooked up one night. Yeah. And then the next day they're in the office and the wackiness ensues. Whatever. But the title put me off. I didn't even want to. I'm free agents. What is this? I don't know. But watching Uh the subject matter, it's a good, decent, funny sitcom that's way the hell better than Whitney. (laughs) Which, let's let's be honest, uh, I I think NPR – yeah. is is a lot better than uh, than Whitney. Yeah, and I think Survivor is also on on Wednesday nights, but I just I've tried to get back into it and I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um eh bunch of people yeah. are going to compete, one person wins. Eh, it's done. Yeah. Um back to uh Modern Family. I thought it was the, uh, okay. <laughs> that's that's where I grew up, where's where it was filmed in Wyoming. Oh, that's right. When they the first one in the Dude Ranch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was my backyard. Oh, wow. That's that, kind of fun. Literally? Like, you're like, hey, <laughs> that's yeah. out by the old Johnson house. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Actually, you've got a lot of tie-ins to television shows, and I don't think you even realize it, sir. Because <laughs> there was Modern Family with Wyoming, and one of the running threads in the back six episodes of Doctor Who this season? Uh, the the Utah one? Yeah, was the fact that... uh the the doctor in the very first one at the beginning of the season he gets shot at um at what is it Lake Silencio uh huh is that the name of it in the show I don't know if that's the real the name of a real place no it's not yeah in, in Utah but it's in Utah hold on a second let's do this right we got to do this properly <laughs> darn it there we go oh no here it comes folks so uh so. <laughs> Your your uh, your your land of home, Utah, is figuring heavily into the season. And as a matter of fact, uh, it's going to be figuring heavily into the season finale as well. Oh, which really? is next week. And well, this past week was one of the episodes I've been looking forward to since I heard about it. Last season, there was an episode called The Lodger, and it featured it was just the Doctor having to live like normal life of a person, you know, like a normal human being. While trying to figure out what's going on that's keeping the TARDIS from landing. And in that, he, he meets a character, Craig, and he's ends up being a roommate with him. Okay. And, and, you know, in the very end of the episode, love saves all, and Craig ends up hooking up with his best friend who he's wanted to be with the whole time, whatever. But it was just a great episode. It just had a lot of simpleton magic in it, is what I like to call it. It was just a really uh-huh. enjoyable episode. And this week was him revisiting those characters, because last week... At the very end, he said goodbye to his companions, uh, the married couple, uh, Rory and Amy. Uh, and when you know, she said, oh, why? He's like, well, you're still breathing. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't get you killed. Let, let's call it a day. So at the very beginning of the episode, you know, we see some shenanigans happen. And then it turns out the doctor comes back to visit Craig because he's like on his 
the best way to put it is that he's on his goodbye tour because uh, much in the same way in seasons past that this has happened, uh, his death has been told to him now. He's aware of the fact that on this given date, he is going to be at this lake and he is going to be killed. You know, a little foreknowledge was finally given to him. Okay. And so after he says goodbye to them, apparently it's been 200 years in between episodes. He's just been <laughs> knocking about. Sure, why not? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> but, you know, he goes to just to drop in, check in on Craig, and then say goodbye. Because the next day or the day after that is the day. He's like, eh, it's gone on long enough. We, uh, we've we got to face this. This is the time. And, you know, the whole episode happens. And it was just – it was a, another really great episode because he's – he's uh, – I just got to tell you, one of the funniest bits, I, I should play it right now. It's just that the doctor speaks baby and he meets Craig's baby. And, and Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, it is just genius, sir. Wait, the, 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 the doctor, doctor can, he says you can communicate with, with, with babies. Yes, that's the best way to put it. I mean, it's, it's, you don't hear him like making gurgles and splurts and, <laughs> And that kind of thing. He doesn't okay. do that. That's that's not the way it goes. Because I would like that. <laughs> that's that's not the way it happens. But he does speak, baby. And oh, the funniest part. Let me see if I can if I can do this well enough right now. Hold on. This is gonna be this is gonna be uh, tricky. I, who, I, we've who, never really done this kind of. Now we're sounding a lot like uh, Smodcast, where they were listening to. Here we go. Alfie, they personally prefers to be called Stormageddon, Dark Lord of All. <laughs> personally, he likes to be called Stormageddon, Dark Lord of All. That's what the child wants to be called. Yes, it is. <laughs> and the other br- brilliant bit of enlightenment <laughs> is that uh, he thinks of Craig as not mummy. The doctor is not mummy. And he says, and what about everyone else? Peasants. <laughs> that's how the baby thinks of them. Oh, it's, it's Stuart, man. That's that's Stewie from oh. uh, from Family Guy. And there is just so much goodness in that episode, sir. It really, I it it burns me and disappoints me greatly that you do not watch Doctor Who. <laughs> well, you know, who knows what will happen? We don't know. Yeah, we, we never know. But I tell you what, though, um, Kuban on Twitter with the hashtag Netheads said that he is expecting Matt Smith to regenerate into uh, Chris Hardwick. With a couple of years. <laughs> the Nerdist, yes. That, and that is if quite that possible. happened, by hell, I would tune in. Well, you know, sir, how if, if the show is Chris Hardwick endorsed, how can you not be watching? <laughs> I'm just saying, I, 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 I will. I will, Will. You lie. You lie like a rug. <laughs> hey, you know what? Will, I, I didn't tag any indefinite time as to when I'd be watching. Yeah, and the other great thing, too, is that he keeps referring to the baby throughout the episode as Stormy from that point on. <laughs> For short. Stormy getting Dark Lord of All. Oh. That's awesome. Oh, really? It was just, it was, it's so good. It's one of those ones, I'm mad I haven't rewatched it. Last night was the party for my uh, father-in-law. Okay. So, like, I, I had the episode queued, ready to go, but I couldn't get to watch it until like 11.30 last night. I'm ready to pass out, literally, yeah. within four, two minutes of this being on. Beak, I'm awake. Let's get to the end. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What did he just say? That was funny. Run it back. Boom. <laughs> I got to watch it again. And so next week, you know, at the end of this one, 
he Craig even gives him the Stetson that he's wearing at the beginning of the first episode of the season. And okay, and so he's ready to go. He's ready to head to Utah now and face his fate. Which, by the way, one of the things that bugs me about this concept ever since the beginning, ever uh-huh. since the first episode, because I told you what happened, and it's it, it it's not spoiling a lot because really, if the doctor dies in the beginning of the first episode, it's like, well, what's the rest of the season? What happens? Well, what they find out is that this older doctor, this the doctor that they meet in Utah that gets shot beside the lake, is uh-huh. what is a future version of himself, somebody further oh. along in the timeline than they're familiar with. Follow me? Okay. Right, yeah. It'd be like I the one that got shot was actually Trent 40 years older than now. In this case, it right. was 200 years. But the thing that bugged me, because then you know, they figure this out because they come back to the diner and, oh, there's the doctor waiting for them. Ah. And so that's when they find out, oh, this one was 200 years older. But the thing that bugs me is if it's the doctor from a future part and this last episode proved it, where is this TARDIS that he leaves behind when he gets killed? Because the TARDIS is the big the, – there's two big things. It's the doctor and his TARDIS. Okay. You know, the doctor is always trying to keep people from getting the TARDIS one way or another. You know, well, at least in the RDT era, that seemed to happen a lot. Nobody's really trying to get the TARDIS now. But still, where is that TARDIS? It bugs me. It bugs me to no end. Maybe it's morphed into something else. Maybe he sends it on its way. I don't know. But you would just think (laughs) if he knows he's going to his death, that's why there's more going on than meets the eye. One thing that Stephen Moffat in his writing is really good, he throws us these hooks that we don't see coming. Okay. Okay. And, and so with that, with the next week's episode, there's got to be another hook coming. Because if you haven't seen this week's episode and you don't want to be spoiled, sorry, I'm going to screw it up for you right now. At the very end of the episode, they, they do a very care, a clever thing in writing to kind of transition from this tale of the doctor to getting us to the final episode. Cause he's saying goodbye. Uh-huh. Or he, he says goodbye and then he goes to the TARDIS and he's like, Oh, I just, you and me, one more trip. And then he notices some kids have turned to stop and look at him. And, you know, he's facing his own mortality. And this is why this is like genius writing. The dude is facing his own mortality. But he, he stops and just takes a moment and realizes, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to be over after this. These kids are looking. He says, hello, I'm the doctor. And I was here to help you all. Just kind of like a final moment of, you know, I, yeah. I, I really was alive. So, you know, I want somebody to know that I was alive. Right. At which point then it transitions to River Song, the character you've heard me talk about before. Sure, yeah. His wife? Maybe. We don't know. We the don't next, know. The okay. final episode okay. of the season is titled uh, The Wedding of River Song. So huh, okay. who knows? But then again, there was also an episode <laughs> earlier in the season called The Doctor's Wife. And eh, whatever. It wasn't really his wife. It was just the TARDIS. Don't mess with me. <laughs> anyway. So um, where was I going with this? Oh, so it's River Song. <laughs> As, as an archaeologist now, and basically, you know, one of the things she is doing in, in her story unfolding, the, a River Song very early on in River Song's life, I guess you could say, is trying to look at the evidence of time to um, find the doctor because she's obsessed with him, right? Okay. And so, you know, she's reading these, these uh, first uh, witness accounts. And it's those three kids. They're reading their statements of their encounter with the doctor. Okay. At which point then, long story short, the bad guys from this season show up and say, hey, you're still our tool of destruction. And now she is 
inside water inside the uh, astronaut costume. So okay. now we're all assuming River Song is in the astronaut suit that shoots the doctor and kills him. Oh. Right? Because that okay. was the big thing. I told you way, way back in the beginning of the season when you still didn't give a shit. <laughs> That the visor was down. We didn't see who was in the astronaut suit. And, right. you know, just as the visor comes up, it cuts to the doctor and he said, I knew it was you or something like that. <laughs> so we don't get to see who it is. But it's not like they haven't foreshadowed this. When they first came back in that episode, Let's Kill Hitler, the there are these people that are trying to get uh, River Song because she's the one that kills the doctor. And they okay. say that. And they say that the doctor dies next to the lake. So, you know, one thing leads but, to another. The, that would mean that River Song kills the doctor by the lake. So it's they're not hiding this from us. But th- does he really die, though? Because I thought that the doctor never really died. He just regenerates. Well, in the in, if you'd seen that first episode, but you're not because you're a jerk. <laughs> she shoots him once. He begins to regenerate. She Or pardon me, the the impossible astronaut. Shoots him uh-huh. once, he begins to regenerate. Then he is shot again while regenerating. So he doesn't get to complete the regeneration cycle, so he is killed. And is the, that's it? No more Doctor Who? Well, they're already filming the Christmas special, so I think he'll get through <laughs> somehow. <laughs> and he's been signed for another season, so hmm, uh, it's going to pull through somehow. <laughs> the only question that uh, that really is is standing out with all of this is will it be good enough to tie up all of this that's really what it's about it's kind of like uh, in my mind it's almost coming to like the battlestar galactica finale kind of things you, right. you built up so much like because i gotta sell, tell you something trent i have really enjoyed this entire season much more than last season i think the the episodes on their own Stand up much better because last season it was kind of like uh, it was good episode and then it was an eh episode, then a meh episode, then two really good episodes. <laughs> you with me? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then it was a few more meh episodes, a good one, meh, meh, good finale. This season hasn't been that way. All the episodes in their own way have been really entertaining. They've been really good. But I think with the break that they artificially put in in the middle, they did seven episodes and then these back six are the last ones to air. Right. You know, there was that artificial break that they took a summer break for whatever reason. And, and Moffat said it was because of the way he was building the story, he needed to do it. Uh, but really what it was, he needed a break to be able to put together the other show that he's doing, which is Sherlock. Which, by okay. the way, also an amazing reimagination of the Sherlock Holmes character yeah yeah and that that is one that i that i've also been planning to see oh well that's good i'm glad you got that penciled in (laughs) so glad once again sir i'm telling you you gotta i i really am considering dropping you as a co-host you've got to watch this shit really man I am serious. It's hey, just that dude, good. Here's the thing. According according to the Emmys, the only thing that I apparently need to watch is Modern Family. Okay, the Emmys don't take into consideration Sherlock and Doctor Who. <laughs> Look around you, man. America has embraced and loves Doctor Who. Oh, God. I know. I know. And if you listen to Sir, that Friday show, once again, they were watching, like, uh, just uh, moments. They were practically sitting down watching 
uh, school reunion from the second season of the reimagined Doctor Who. So, you know, Sir loves Doctor Who as well. And we're gonna, we're gonna have to vote you off the island if you don't get your shit together. <laughs> Kuban tweets in saying, I think the astronaut will actually be Jeffrey Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Babylon 5 reference. That's a good one. That is good. That's, that's great. That is really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Von Cleve says, Hey Trent, I, I, I have the cure for cancer on video. You plan on watching that? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, if, as long as it's, it's, you know, if I can just DVR it, maybe, and we'll see. <laughs> oh, this is nice, too. W- Will I says, I don't watch any of these shows, and I'm still entertained by Will's ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Mike uh, is, uh, Mike, is it Mike Bjork? Yeah, Mike B. Jork. Yeah, he, he, he climbs in and says... Uh, watching Doctor Who doesn't make you a jerk. Defend yourself, Trent. <laughs> but you tried yeah. to. You said, according to the Emmys, I'm watching everything I need to watch. Yeah, well, I'm saying. I'm good. According to the Emmys, I'll, I'm good. I'll actually be. I was really upset with the Emmys because um, I Louis, don't care. Louis only got one I don't uh, no- care. nomination. Until man. you watch Doctor Who, I don't <laughs> care. I told you, dude. I said this season is good. Do I need to send you all of the episodes? No, I can do but, it. But here's the deal, man. Maybe, maybe this is one of those ones that I'll just, you know, I'll I'll sit down and watch them all together at once, and then be hooked. Bullshit. You know? No, you won't. You got to sit you, down and watch. Even my wife, for a few <laughs> moments, said, "You know what? I do kind of like this." Now she doesn't care so much. I don't blame. Her. <laughs> when your husband's walking around with a five-year-old's toy. You gotta not be interested, right? Is, is that the magic screwdriver? Sonic. It's a sonic <laughs> screwdriver. Come on, man. <laughs> I think I saw a commercial for that late at night. No, you didn't. <laughs> Trying to be sold by some girl in her pajamas. I didn't see the connection. <laughs> It'll blow your hair back, something. I don't know. I don't know either. But next week, uh, you know, it's this was the penultimate episode of Doctor Who. Next week is the big se- season finale. Maybe I'll tune in for that. Yeah. Okay. Another one of these uh, never watched. <laughs> no, you tried to watch an episode of Doctor Who, and you picked, like, one of the worst ones of last season. It was didn't, didn't you pick, like, Vampires of Venice or something? Uh, there was some the something in the the water was killing people on Mars. Oh, okay. No, you watched Planet. No, that wasn't Planet. That was Water of Mars, which was a uh, a David Tennant uh, episode. That was one uh-huh. of the, that was one of the four that was specially produced in like the year that he they weren't doing a regular series leading up to his uh you know abdicating the throne of the Doctor and leaving as the tenth and making oh, okay. way for Matt Smith to come in as the eleventh. Okay. Um, yeah. It was pretty bad. Uh, Adam Wells wants to know, you really care about the Emmys? You follow trends set by the Oscars? Your sense of humor must be null since you find Franco and Hathaway funny. Ooh. <laughs> oh, actually, this is a good question, too. Calvin uh, asks, hey, Trent, did you watch the Nerdist TV show last night, which was on after Doctor Who? Which wait, I, wait, wait, I wait. didn't. On, on BBC America? Yeah. Yeah, then it was the pilot episode of his uh of his uh show. They commissioned him to do one. Holy shiite. Yeah, see, see mother? See mother trucker? Oh, Had you been watching, you would have known. 
Go ahead, talk uh, flack now, bitch. You got nothing. Sit uh, back, fool. Yeah, that's right. You missed out. Why? Because you're not watching Doctor Who. Oh, if you've been watching Doctor shit. Who, you would have known about the Nerdist Show on afterwards. Bring it. Bring it. Come on. Say something. Uh, Punk. I can't. That's right. I can't. <laughs> that's it. I'm done. That's oh, yeah. It. And that's true. Yep. Von Cleef isn't says that was the worst one. The doctor went Lord of the Rings and just walked the whole episode. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's true, too. I didn't I, I forgot to DVR it, though. That's what sucks. But, you know, it's BBC America. I'm sure it'll be on like 10 more times. <laughs> I, can, I can pick it up in a marathon. I hope. It would be nice if BBC America was as cool as BBC and they had the iPlayer where you could rewatch anything that they air practically. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, here we go. The, uh, Amykins lets us know that the Nerdist TV show is now available on iTunes. It was awesome. I may okay, have to get there. that. I will go yep, through absolutely. a legitimate channel to get that sucker. Yep, as will I. Now, my friend... If I send you these Doctor Who episodes, will you watch them? Will you finally do it? Yeah. All I ask is you not read one comic book for the day Whoa. and watch some Doctor Who. I know it's crazy, Doc. It's just crazy. Because <laughs> the, the funny thing is I could give you just the episodes that you need to watch from season five. And then I got to tell you just all of season six, man. Okay. Like one of them was written by Neil Gaiman, dude. The Doctor's Wife was written by Neil Gaiman. Okay. You don't know who Neil Gaiman is, do you? Uh-uh. God. No. I need a new co-host up here. Can I get one? No. Holy. What are you doing? It's that Wyoming upbringing of yours. It's got you all screwed up. Probably. It does. You know, and I blame it on that, man. It's it's this high, high mountain air. Yeah, so Cleef saying the so Doctor Who mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sir, I, I have to tell you, there is no... It, the show is cleverly written. It is just, in many ways, it's genius. And they just have... I mean, come on. You heard the clip. Stormageddon. Dark Lord of all. <laughs> but, but Will. What? I feel, I feel like I have to resist. Uh, Will, you should just watch one of the 23 shows Trent watches and find the worst episode to watch of it all and tell Trent how terrible the show is. <laughs> okay. I can do it. I've got the time. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not Chris Hardwick and you won't listen to me, Trent. I really am. <laughs> if I get Chris Hardwick to tell you, you have yes. to watch Doctor Who. If yes. I get him to personally tell Trent Hunsaker yes. that yep. you have to watch Doctor Who, you will. Yep. Absolutely. Done. A tweet in, in any form, if whether it be a tweet or, or anything. Yes, I will do it. And no, you can't make a, a, a fake, um, Chris Hardwick Twitter account. To I won't it. make a fake Chris Hardwick. Dude, I'm. In case you haven't noticed, I make shit happen. <laughs> That's what I do. Next thing I know, Will's going to be broadcasting from inside an Apple store with Chris Hardwick as the new co-host. There you go. And, and it's going to be an entire 90 minutes of Chris Hardwick just telling you, hey, buddy, should have watched Dr. Who. Should have watched Dr. Who, man. Should have watched Dr. Who. So that's what you need to do, my friend. <laughs> and it's true. If you, it, Cowman even says, if Trent listened to Chris, he'd have been watching Doctor Who for years. And it's true. You know, <laughs> look, I have my qualms about the RDG area, era of writing. And for those, the Russell T. Davies, okay? RTD, I, I have my issues with the writing from the era. I have my issues with some of the, and boy, am I going to catch flack for this. I have some issues with some of the tenant performances. Um, 
But the show is still enjoyable. It really is. It's okay, good yeah. sci-fi. So why haven't you been watching? I just I got a lot of things going on, Will. Like what? I don't know. Master's degree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I got two of them. Big deal. <laughs> Big deal. People right now are tuning into Kevin Smith's Smodcast Internet Radio, and they're like, "What the hell is this Doctor Who babble?" They're like, "What the." Is going on, Where are man? the dick and fart jokes? Why is it this one I, guy yelling at him to just watch a show? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what the hell has happened to this network? It's gone to hell. <laughs> it's Sunday night, people. What do you want? <laughs> it was either us or we had to hand it over to like a literacy is now kind of show or something for public service. <laughs> Oh, man. I think I broke Trent again. (laughs) What happened, Trent? Come back. It's all right. You're okay. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. Breathe, my friend. Breathe. (laughs) I'm telling you, I am this. Uh, You got to watch. I told you to watch Space. You watch one episode. And then I watched it. I watched it all. And it was genius, wasn't it? Yes! Oh my god, it was genius. Then what the I, hell I, is your I, problem? Make it happen, Captain. Get it done. Get it done, son. Okay. Watch right. the show. Okay, I, will, will you watch Workaholics? Sure. Okay, done. If that's what I, if that's what it takes. Yeah, that and I, I'm still looking for the shout out from uh, Chris Hardwick, so. Oh, okay. It's still gotta be that one thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's got nothing better to do. Yeah, Even sure, though it'll not? be very interesting because I want to know, like, I because I don't know how things pop up on other people's radar, but in watching the old hashtag NetHeads stream, uh-huh. there's, there's been a lot of nerdist mentions on this. So, yeah. I, I like, what happens at that point? Like, when you notice several people in relation to this one thing talking about your show, how do you react? I Like, I does would, he... I would... Does he even pick up on it? Because let's face it, like the amount of people that like hashtag netheads. Oh my gosh, yeah. Fractional probably to the men- number of mentions of at Nerdist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So do you think we'll even blip on his radar with this? Like even like even on the fringe of it? I don't know. I I don't know. I hope so, Will. I hope so for your sake. Yeah, I do too. Because that way I'll get you to watch Doctor Who. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, this is good. Right now, Router Ninja's downloading the uh, Nerdist pilot from iTunes. Good to know. Oh, I have to now watch the worst episode of Workaholics. That's good to know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Will. You have to watch Workaholics to get Trent to watch Doctor Who. Trent might as well force you to continue watching Whitney. <laughs> that is just mean. What did I ever do to you? <laughs> oh, I meant no. Anyway, so uh, I think that's it for the Doctor Who talk. But by the way, oh my God, dude, do you watch Breaking Bad? Uh, no, <sighs> no, because what? Oh, I earned my master's degree. Hey, okay. I'm just trying to get my education. Hey, Trent, what'd you do dude. today? I spent the afternoon reading comic books. <laughs> yeah, that master's degree is really high on the priority list. <laughs> Dude, this season of Breaking Bad has been insane, and last week it just went off the hook. Even more so. Oh, my Lord. 
it was just mental. Really? Ooh, Sonny Boy, you got to get caught up. That's a good uh, one to get caught up on. You got to watch okay, Doctor okay, Who. Okay, so got to get the freaking the, bad. Here's the question, though. Doctor Who. First? Yes. Okay. The others are readily available. Don't give a crap. Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> okay. You got to do it, my friend. Oh, son, it's so good. Okay. You know what would be really funny, though? I, all this preaching, all this stuff, fundamentally, it could be, really, that the show just may not appeal to you. And and if that's the case, I, w- will you respect my... Yeah, how uh, could I not? Okay. Yeah. I would have to. Because really, it could be. Like, uh, for example, did you uh, did you watch Babylon 5? Yes. Did you really like it? It was meh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like better, Battlestar Galactica better. Okay, good. See, now you like Battlestar Galactica. That's good. There's hope. That's good. <laughs> Obviously, you do like the Star Wars movies. Oh, well, yes. Okay. And what about Star Trek? Let's start oh, yeah. with the original series. Yep. Um, not so much fan, uh, uh, the, the next generation, obviously. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge TNG fan. TNG was your generation. It was your oh, time. Yeah. I came home from school and watched it every day. I would watch it, you know, it was uh, every day you would watch it. I watched it live. You know, <laughs> work was over, came home. Then it was the weekend. New episode of TNG. Woohoo. <laughs> Your bright-eyed, bushy tail coming on. Oh, look at this wonderful show that's on in repeats. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, good. So Come next on, generation. Will, Will, Will Wheaton and I are the same age. Will Wheaton. Okay, good. So but the, whole, the whole point is that you do have, you have roots in sci-fi. I do, yeah. So realistically then, my friend, you could – and come on. The first episode of the season of Doctor Who was in Utah. Yeah, I know. I know. So it's like it's we've, got that hometown made, wait, flavor. Oh, we've, we've made the case. It, it'll happen. Yeah, I don't believe you, but I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you every single episode from this season, every single one. <laughs> I'm not messing okay. around, dude. I'm gonna need your address. I'm shipping them, <laughs> and you will watch them. <laughs> oh, all right, okay. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm also going to send you some of the season five episodes. Okay. Because I have to. Actually, I don't know if you can watch them, though. I have HD copies. Yeah, you can. What am I saying? They'll all play. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Adam Wells says, pretty sure Trent almost said he didn't like Phantom Menace before saying next generation. How do we start revoking (laughs) his geek card? (laughs) That's a good one. Boy, I love audience interaction. (laughs) It's just so much fun here on the show. That's awesome. Yeah. Well done. Thanks, by the way, for completely derailing me because, boy, oh, boy, Breaking Bad, my friend, has been good. I don't know. When did this show suddenly transition to nothing but TV talk? Um, Let, let, let me look at the show notes. It's, um, it's slowly just – no, I'm not saying this one. I mean <laughs> netheads in general. You know, we were talking about, like, apps and technology and digital life and everything, and now we're just all like, oh, the Whitney was terrible and – Trent still won't watch Doctor Who, and I mean, <laughs> is this what we're really contributing to the listening world? Is this really our best? 
It's all we've got to give. I don't know about that. I think we can give better. That's just me. I mean, there are real. Last week, we even got all social with the Utah people rescuing this guy's life. And right, yeah. Now all we've just become. This is almost as bad as that deep, deep discussion we had on Two and a Half Men. I mean, really. <laughs> That's right. I really think we need to reevaluate this show. Well, hey, Will, it, 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 just to completely go on to another topic then, you okay. know, just just change gears. Okay. Uh, got got a call from my high school uh, this week. Your alma mater? And they want me to come back and address the student body. Are you uh, kidding for, me? For, for their homecoming assembly. Wow. Yeah. And is this because they just want to help Utah State pimp or, or, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly, I, I think they, uh, cause my parents still live in, in the, in the, where I grew up. So I think they were just, you know, happened to find someone who probably had nothing going on with their life so they could come back and be like, don't aspire to this. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more for you to do out there. Just bring the last episode of NetHeads with you and hold, uh, hold your, <laughs> Your digital player up. Kids, don't become this. Just hold it above my head. <laughs> Get an education. Oh, hey, look at this. Venator, Venator 2000 said, just got back from Red State from a small town theater. Counting my date, I bought one third of the tickets. Sigh. Oh, I wish I hadn't oh, read that man. out loud. That sucks, If man. the name of the show changes to TV heads, will you guys live stream video of you two wearing televisions on your heads? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that was the the big red state event happened tonight where they were streaming live into theaters. And um yeah, it's sourced from the New Beverly uh and you know hit several locations all around the country. Right. And you know every, the the amazing thing is when you whenever people have heard about this, you know, at least when they've been talking about it, you know, like uh, when I was listening to um Nooner on Friday, you know, they're just like, oh, that Kevin, he's just, he's got his finger on the pulse. And it's true. Uh, especially when you consider what the, uh, what the live broadcasting of stream and streaming of things has been done in the past. I mean, Glenn Beck did to at least two of those shows. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're always pimping the opera. Right. Um, and other things. So, but you know, it all, it, it also comes down to, to market reach like Venator 2000. That may just be an isolated case. Right. Of a certain geographic location. You know, originally when they first put the tour together or the, the digital streaming event together, they were only in San Jose. But then they opened it up. They found a theater in San Francisco as well that would do it. And those guys are doing something interesting, too. This is something I didn't think of. They must have had a, a lot of good reaction to the first show because then they also did a 7 o'clock show after that. So, in other words, there was a 4 o'clock. And then after the 4 o'clock, at 7 o'clock, they would rerun the whole thing. Uh-huh. You know, kind of like what the networks do with stuff. You know, it's like, oh, look, it's Breaking Bad. Well, it's officially Breaking Bad night. Oh, Sons of Anarchy is on. It's Sons of Anarchy night. Because that, like, <laughs> when Sons of Anarchy airs, if you missed it in the first hour, it's okay. It's on the second and the third hour, yeah, too. Yeah, right afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. You can't miss it. So, anyway. Oh, uh, someone's asking us, what about the Big Bang Theory? Don't watch it. Yeah, neither do I. I just... You know, and, I, and I've watched a couple of episodes. It's just, it's, I don't know. Just a little too campy, a little too laugh tracky for me. Yeah. Okay. I can understand that. You know, same yeah. vein as two and a half men. Yeah. 
Yep. Oh, God. Whitney was just so sticky, though. Oh, it was terrible. Like, seriously, um, we could, I could, yeah. I could take that first five minutes of that show and I can tell you just how sitcommy it is. Like, right. Oh, just man. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but it's interesting that you're talking about, um, the, the, the Skype interaction type now as well. Um, uh, I I'm am? friends, friends with the guys that own a small art theater here in Utah. Yeah. And this week they played, uh, they did a screening of a documentary called Misrepresentation, just kind of talking about how women are portrayed in the media and everything. Uh huh. And afterwards we were actually had a, a Skype conversation, the audience, um, with, uh, the director and she was, you know, broadcast out onto the big screen so everyone could get up and interact that way. And it was really, really cool. And I think this is going to, you know, open up, I mean, a, a whole new avenue for people who are looking to, you know, produce their own films and get them out there and, and then still, you know, have that personal connection without, you know, having to spend the cost of sending them out there and do a Q and A afterwards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So yeah, I'm telling you, man, Kevin Smith, he's, He's on the cusp. Well, the thing about this, if it if it breaks, if it hits, if it's big, then it it opens up an entire new, um, like you said, experience. Because then they can do like a Jay and Silent Bob get old from right, one theater yeah. and take it across the country all at once. Even though I think that that kind of show, if they have the ability to do it, it would be more suited for a theater type like the, uh, like the ones in Austin where they went, the, the brew house. And right. like, and like out your way, you guys have brewies. Yep, exactly. You know, it's a movie theater that serves alcohol and food. Mm-hmm. Which is just an awesome idea. Oh, it's, it's genius. Yeah. I, I don't understand why anybody would do anything any other way. <laughs> I know. Except, you know, like the clinking of glasses and, and stuff would kind of, <laughs> kind of detract a little bit from the experience for me. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's why you go to watch, uh, Mystery Science 3D, uh, Wow, what happened there? <laughs> Been at it for too long, too much talking, folks. It's uh, what happens. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. All 20 minutes of Doctor Who overload have officially fried Trent's brain. <laughs> it's over. It happens. <laughs> Oh, uh, but, but really, um, what, what happened with the goldfish? We need an update on that, Will. We've got people in the stream asking. I could swear we've already covered this topic. Have we? Yes, we have. I know it all, it's all a painful blur and you put it out of your mind. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, before the end of the second week, uh, Guilford did shake loose this mortal coil. Okay. So he is, uh, he's no longer with us. And yeah. I have. Eighty dollars worth of fish tank shit just let it around, <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. look what happens. I keep asking, when are we getting another fish? Get a bed, get something. Come on, <laughs> use the damn tank, please. <laughs> we need a new, we need a new animal in the tank for God's sakes. Yep. Okay, so that updates out of the way. But man, oh man, like uh, I, I just love that concept. Concept, you know, like the whole brew house movie thing. Oh yeah, and, man. and you know things like HBO or Hollywood Babylon. Let's clarify, and and get old would be perfect for those types of venues because then you know suddenly you can see all these amazing uh, smodcast live shows just from the beauty of your own home. Well, not yeah. home, but your own, you know, your own town and those locations then become destination nights 
across the country. That's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, you know, maybe ne- not necessarily live in some cases because it's like you'd almost have to have an early show. That's the problem with being West Coast based. Yeah. In a lot of venues. Yeah. You know, if you're here on the left coast, you're four, three hours behind the East Coast. So, you know, a, a 10 o'clock show here is a 1 a.m. show there. So that ain't going to fall. Right. These are the things you got to think of. <laughs> but greater minds think of them, not me, my friend. Yeah, luckily we don't have to uh, in front that. No, not at all. So anyway, uh, that's about it for this week. Because <laughs> uh, I just, I don't think we can talk about anything else. We've, we've beat this dead horse. Yes, now that we've already gone ahead and we have uh, lost most of the audience with Doctor Who News, and possibly, <laughs> maybe... We we may be like the after whiff of a fart for Chris Hardwick. Maybe. <laughs> you know, kind of like somebody let it go 30 minutes ago and he came walking in the room 30 minutes later. And they're just like a little bit. What was that? Nothing. Move on. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I'm going to definitely be downloading the uh, the pilot episode of the Nerdist show right yeah, away. Likewise. Yeah. Yep. So if on that show he just addresses the camera and says, if you guys aren't watching Doctor Who, does that count? We'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Not that I'm saying. <laughs> I want a new betta fish, man. I really do. Get one. Yeah. Not two of them though. Can't do that. No. no. But but or get get two of them and just put them right next to each other in the tanks right next to each other. Oh, that's really nice. That's fun. <laughs> Why do these fish just keep flaring and banging against the glass? <laughs> that's just painful. Almost as painful as this episode of Netheads. <laughs> Until next time, my name is Will. My name is Trent. And you have been listening to NetHeads on Sir Smodcast Internet Radio. And Smodcast.com! NetHeads. NetHeads. File transfer. NetHeads with Will Wilkins. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.